0: So, for th- you're obviously clearly <laughs> just starting this episode. I We've been recording and talking, not recording and talking, for about a half an hour. Yeah. And we've had a fantastic conversation. God. I feel absolutely horrible that I have not been recording uh, this conversation. So,
1: <laughs> I mean, I'm, I,
0: I'm happy to hear it again. Yes. Like, no, 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 no. I, 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 gotta... I am as well. I just feel like so bush league right now. I'm not even going to do my dates because I'm like, ah, at this point. We you can know. uh
1: use the other, yeah,
0: yeah, y- y- <laughs> it's all asterisk anyway, check my social media exactly, it may not <laughs> it's probably not happening, I'm just kidding, uh, go check my social media for those, um we have Jake Rubel in the studio, welcome to Uncle Buck's house, Nick is over there, we've already kind of introduced, Hola. hey, how's it going. <laughs> God, I mean you
2: introduced but you
0: didn't record.
2: Yes, anything. exactly, exactly. And that's the that's going to be the weirdest thing for the rest of this episode. Is we're going to be like, <laughs> did we say that already? Yeah, ah! yeah this okay. next this
1: this next 20 minutes we're ba- we're basically fact-checking ourselves. Yeah. Yes,
2: exactly. <laughs> I yeah. I
1: hope I remember every lie I just told you guys.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, um so we've got Jake Rubel in the studio. Um Jake, your story is one that uh, is fascinating. Fascinating, yes. We Say we we, we kind of just heard it, but we're going <laughs> to go ahead and re- 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 rewind. Uh, Religion, yes. And <laughs> so, um, Jake, uh, go ahead and, and and start from the beginning again. Uh, you um, have been sober now for a little over ten years, and um, you, your journey from that to to starting comedy is a very interesting one. And kind of just take us through that again.
2: Yeah, you guys, you two can just take a nap. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna talk to I'm gonna talk to the listeners real quick. Uh, oh, so uh, yeah, to take it back to kind of give a little bit of history on on who I am, I was raised by a biker and a hippie. I talk about a lot of this in my stand up as well. okay. Um, so I was raised by a biker and a hippie and uh, gave me kind of a unique perspective on life. They were both agnostic. Uh, I think my mom was more Christian, but at the time in her life she just didn't she didn't know she didn't understand so we just didn't talk about it. I remember one time talking to her about when I was a kid talking to her about the devil and she's just like, ah, the devil's not real. And I was like, but God's real. And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm like, I, it was just confusing. So, uh, was raised agnostic early on, uh, when I was probably about 12, 13 years old, I started taking drugs, um, You know, started just by smoking weed, stuff like that, and uh, just started popping pills. And then eventually, I think I was about 15, 16 years old, I got strung out on meth for a while. And um, actually, I didn't tell you guys this, so I'm glad I just thought of it. Um, How I got off meth was um, a friend of mine's parents heard about it, and they were drug addicts. And they came and took me out of my environment that I was in. Like, my hair was dreadlocked almost and stuff. Like, it was bad. And they got me clean, like um, off, excuse me, off meth, to where basically they just took me to their house and I went through detox. Detox Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but I was still, you know, popping pills and stuff like that. So I just kind of went back to my thing. And then psychedelics is what really got me in a bad way (laughs) to stop using drugs. Yeah. A good bad way. Right. Um, Whenever I started doing psychedelics, something had happened to where anytime I did drugs after that, I'd have a horrible panic attack. Um and whether it was like a chemical imbalance that I created or it was a mental thing. Or
1: PTSD. Y-
2: there was something going on to where I couldn't even hit a joint without freaking out. And um one time, like the last time that I did psychedelics, the next day I woke up, uh, did a little wake and bake, and for two weeks after that was just mentally gone. And uh thought I was going completely insane, thought I was dying multiple times had, um, and I was a kid, you know, I'm a teenager whenever this is all going on. So what do you do when you're a kid and you're scared? You go to your mom. Yeah. You know, so I go to my mom, I'm telling her. So naturally she takes me to the hospital and they can't find anything wrong with me. Cause there's nothing actually wrong with me. <clears throat> and, um, I don't spend like a lot of time in the hospital. It's just kind of like going in and they're just like, we're going to bail you, but you're okay. Go home. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I couldn't do drugs after that. And I tried, trust me, guys. Yeah, <laughs> I tried a lot, but I couldn't do it, and so I just started drinking because I I needed that crutch. Because to me, I was always the life of the party. I was always people liked me. me. I would get invited to parties just because I was me. Yeah. yeah, people used to give me free drugs all the time because I was just fun to be around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which worked out great for me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so You're I just like sponsored. Yeah, exactly. It's my first sponsor. <laughs> Uh, so I just started drinking all the time and, um, you know, it started off just kind of a cute, funny thing that this teenage kids drunk all the time. And I was always funny and people liked it and I play music. So I'd like go to a party and like write all these funny songs and, and, uh, it got to the point to where it was just like, I'm crashing, you know, uh, I, I have no life outside of just partying and drinking. And I'm a teenager dropped out of school. I've, I had like multiple just Horrible jobs, except I worked at a video store for a while, which was the dopest job anyone could ever have. For any kids listening, there used to be something called uh video rental stores, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They yeah. were it was awesome yeah, to go there good. on a yeah. Thursday
1: night, Friday night. I think Thursday night Blockbuster had deals where you could buy one, get one free. I could be something wrong, like that. It was yeah, like,
0: uh, uh, imagine Netflix, except <laughs> each one of those shows or movies had a box with a cassette and or disc in it <laughs> yeah. that you had to physically get in the car, drive to the store, go rent, bring it home, watch it, and then take it back. Something that it you look forward to. Yeah, it, it was. Yeah, it was. And it I'm really a huge was.
2: movie buff, so yeah. to me, it was the perfect me job. Me too. And the manager loved me. Like, she loved me. I was allowed to do it. I, I one time uh, didn't show up for work for two weeks, didn't call in or anything. I just didn't go for two weeks. Went to my dude's house and just hung out with him for two weeks straight just drinking. And then one day, I just put on my uniform and went in. Like, I didn't check the schedule. I didn't call to say am I on the schedule. I just got dressed and went to work. (laughs) She came out and was so mad at me, she sort of beat me with a newspaper. And I was like, hey, I'm sorry, but I'm here now. She sent the other person home that was working and let me take the shift.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, a charm. That's like, that's I don't, and talent, yeah, not And I
2: wasn't doing anything. You know, yeah. it's not like,
1: like there was nothing going yeah, on behind you, the desk. That's just, like, yeah, yeah, just like... But it's kind of like that persona that you said that you had, that you, like, everybody gravitated towards you. You were like the life of the party. It's And I can, like, when I met you, I, I don't... Like, when I, when I go into a room, I can... I'll, I'll, i can tell if it's like oh, i don't know if i want to be in this room sure or it's like oh this is a pretty cool room like i, I can, can feel the ener- good vibes can feel in energies. Yeah. yeah and yeah. like as soon as you got out of your car i was like oh this is gonna be a good show <laughs> yeah. This, yeah. this guy's got right a good on. vibe thanks, on him. thanks
0: yeah absolutely so so um you you found sobriety after what, what was there a moment that you're just like um you know I th- this just has to be it. I just can't go go anymore.
2: Um, not really. There, I never really hit like a rock bottom. Yeah. Um, but again, which
0: it, I I think is very stereotypical. Sure. Uh, when when people think sobriety, that they think, oh, this person ended up, you know, behind a dumpster, behind a no, yeah, you know, yeah. but, but behind a McDonald's, you know, doing something to somebody for something. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm not saying I didn't. Well, <laughs> but that, wasn't, that, that wasn't that was That's why I didn't bottom. want to put any yeah, specific yeah. details in there because
2: I <laughs> I, mean, I do that sober. What yes. I'm saying <laughs> <laughs> now, what, what, what really did it for me was that I started dating my best friend, um, you know, and she was in church and I knew that she was never going to be with a guy that's an alcoholic because, and I was, I knew I was an alcoholic. I was just fine with it. I was mm-hmm. just like, what, everyone in my family is an alcoholic. Yeah. I'm just part of the team now. And I just knew that's not what she wanted, so uh, I started getting clean. I just kind of quit drinking, and it's not like anything major had happened, but over the next few years, I mean, my emotions were out of control. Like, you don't realize what you're doing mentally to yourself until you stop being dependent on something. Yeah. At least... Personally, everybody's yeah. different. I know oh, yeah, guys and- that just quit; they're completely okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, and
0: and I think that that um you know while we may specifically be talking about drugs, I think that that has to do. There's something in everyone's life that if they didn't have it, sure, it would you know. And and I'm talking about you know like you know I obviously family and children that sort of thing. Um, it, it is something I you you can't stand to live without. However, I'm trying. <laughs> Try and to get sober from the kids. <laughs> there you go. Um, however, you know what I mean? For some people it's working out for some people it's working yeah. mm-hmm. for some people. It's, you know, um, food for some people. It's, uh, you know, drugs for You some can people, be addicted to anything. That's oh,
1: human nature. And I've, I've and said this before. Is.
0: Everyone is addicted to something. I've,
1: I've said this several times. I don't, I don't believe addiction is what they say addiction is. I just believe that it's human nature. That's just who we are. We get used to something, and that's what our brains do. They they don't our our brain. And, I, and I'm no doctor, but I've I've read books, and several of the books tell me that our brains don't want to die. Our brains want to do things uh, the easy way. It it doesn't want to have to work as hard as it has to or as hard as it can every single day it wants you to be happy and it wants to be happy sure yeah so it's going to do things that you normally do because that's that's routine that's that's what you're used to it's easy to do that well also
2: i think it kind of comes down to the fact of um you know we don't have to work we don't have to work work for hardly anything anymore you know what i mean it's like uh we can just do things we don't have to go out and hunt we don't have to gather we don't have to do anything like that So are but it's still in our DNA that we have to do something. Yeah. You know, we have to do something to
1: survive. It's like that fight or flight response. Yeah. So, I, uh,
2: and I think that that may be part of it. But again, we're going back to, we're just three guys hanging out in this studio talking, you know yeah, I mean? None of sure. us know for sure. No, we're just saying, no. hey man, this is what I think. Yeah. And I, I definitely think there's something to that. So, um, and so for me, like that's what it just was. And I, and I just got to that point again, not really rock bottom, just so much as, this is not the future she wants, so I'm going to make this change. So I quit drinking, uh, got completely off everything but cigarettes, and uh, which was like the worst thing for me. To, it was the hardest thing for me to quit. And she was uh, <laughs> in church, and we couldn't date unless I was in church. And I used to, like, make jokes because, I mean, at the time, you know, I look like I do today. <laughs> I changed my look for about a decade. I'm back <laughs> to where I started. But, you know, I had like 11 piercings. I, I was always wearing ripped up jeans, a Grateful Dead t-shirt, hair down on my shoulders. I didn't have facial hair then because I was a child. But everything else was going on. Hey, you got a hell of a beard. And, uh, thanks, man. And, uh, you know, it was like uh, she, I, of course her mom didn't want me to to date her. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, of course. I don't want. I don't want me. Like, if a dude <laughs> like me comes up to my daughter, I'm just gonna be like, Nah, dude, I know you.
3: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. It, I it, know
2: what you do. Understandable, bro. but you know, I was just like, Okay, well, I'll sacrifice an hour a week. I'll go to church with you. No big deal, and uh, we'll just take it from there. So I started going to church. Really fell in love with it. It Was a Pentecostal church, and which was so much different than. Anything I was used to, you know, and like yeah. we were talking about whenever we thought we were recording but not.
0: Yes, exactly. No snake handling. <laughs> no. I drinking. was just about to throw yeah. in my. I was just about to throw in my interjection from the first one. No, when I think about you. Know. <laughs> but you know,
2: we wasn't drinking poison. We it wasn't like yeah. it wasn't like uh, what's that movie Cape Fear with Robert De Niro? Yeah. <laughs> no, not so much. It was. Uh, it, you know, I think there's different levels, and we were what you call apostolic, which basically means that we just followed the apostles' doctrine. Uh, Jesus told the apostles, Go forth and say this. They said something, and we listened. That's kind of like the category we fell into. So, didn't get crazy with anything, didn't get wild with anything. Lots of dancing and good music. And yeah. I'm a music guy, so to me, that's what kind of turned me onto the church. Which I was like, Oh, right on, these guys rock. I like this. So, got into church. Um, Pretty quickly started teaching Bible studies. And again, I felt like I was, I'm, I'm charismatic. People are drawn to me anyways. Mm-hmm. So I have that talent. And I was like, well, maybe this is God. Maybe this is where I'm supposed to be. So I just naturally started preaching. I went from teaching, you know, group Bible studies to, to teaching Sunday school to preaching and would preach at different churches, uh, had my my main church that I'd preach at. But there's a couple other churches that had me come preach and uh, the funnest stuff was going to preach in prisons, and there was multiple times where I went into a prison to preach. And um, the the funny thing about whenever I first went into the prison to preach was that I haven't I hadn't really done this before. I went in one other time and told gave like a testimony of like my life story, but there was like six other preachers there, so it was in and out pretty much. This time, it was just me and the pastor. We go in, and he says, all right, so the prisoners take care of all the music. Uh, They take care of any announcements, uh, everything. Like, it's it's a church service. It's a normal church service, but the prisoners do everything. Offenders, sorry. They call them offenders. So... Uh, Interesting. Yeah, that's what you have to call them. That's the first oh, time I've to, heard that. In
0: case they don't know they're in prison. Right. That's yeah. what I always <laughs> thought, <too. laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: Don't call them prisoners or they'll know. Yeah, don't remind them. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully they don't open their eyes then. I don't
0: yeah. know. <laughs> Hopefully uh, they don't read the signs <laughs> on yeah. the
2: wall. So uh, they take care of everything. So he told me that. And I was like, cool. And he goes, all right, have a good time. And he just left.
0: Like, just left just me in there. Just dipped and left you in a yeah. prison at you said you were
1: 20 it
2: was it was like early mid 20s yeah, yeah so <laughs> and i mean these guys a lot of these guys are in for like there's a couple guys i know for a fact were in for murder um you know and 20 30 years in prison and here's this this you know 20 some year old kid who walks in in like a suit and he's just like i'm going to tell you guys the truth you know and just so arrogant <laughs> and but i had great intentions I really wanted to love people. Really wanted to help people, and I do love people. And I think that it was me trying to figure out how how can I help. Mm-hmm. And um, so I got up. I did my my sermon, and uh, towards the end, there was some guy. I got my first heckler. There was a guy that was there <laughs> that was hollering at Passers me. Get heckled? Turns out. <laughs> Holy cow! Uh, uh,
0: I feel like that. I mean, like to. To get heckled as a pastor, I mean, like that—that that just seems like you know, I could because it's one of those things where you know, when people come to hear a comedian, they, they all maybe if they don't know that comedian, it's something new to them. You know what mm-hmm, I mean? They're opening mm-hmm. themselves up to a new experience. Sure. If you're going to see a pastor, you kind of know what you're in for. Yeah, but see, that's it's your
2: audience,
1: though.
0: But that's your audience the thing
1: <laughs> is that if
2: with me, I'm coming to them. Oh, you know what I mean? I'm going gotcha. to the prison. I'm coming to yeah. them. Gotcha. And and I'll be honest, guys, it preaching taught me how to read a room. Yeah. It really did. I and bet. that this this specific time really did because He's ba- his whole thing was I'm preaching, and Pentecostal Apostolic religion is very big on Jesus name baptism. There's only one way to get to heaven. If you don't do it, you're not making it. So I'm I'm preaching a salvation message to these these guys. Were they Pentecostal too, or did were they? No, did they just read the Bible? They just read okay. the Bible more than any of us. That's all they got. <laughs> yeah, you know they got umpteen hours a day to where all they can do is sit around and read and these guys are bible scholars and i'm just some kid in there telling them my (laughs) perspective on it so this guy's like well what about people overseas that die and i'm like what about him you know (laughs) i'm like but he's he's 100% 100% right he's asked me questions That I don't have the answers to really So I'm just trying to throw out scripture Like there's a scripture where it says You know that God will wink at their ignorance for a time And I'm like basically he's saying if if you don't know You don't know and he's like well then None of us should learn and we can all do whatever we want And I'm like good point what are oh. we doing here <laughs> And uh, <laughs> so uh, Maybe that's why he's in that's there That's probably why he's in there <laughs> So uh, I finish up I get off the stage And this very large gentleman Real big guy I mean, he's probably 30 years older than me. He comes over to me and he puts his arm against the wall right next to me. And to where my back's against the wall, his arms cut me off. I can't can't move. move. Yeah. And he's like nose to nose with me. And he's like, I got something to tell you. (laughs) And he's like, you're wrong about this. You said this, but the Bible says this. What about? And he's just, I mean, he's giving me the what for? And I'm like, look, man, I'm here because I love you and I want to help. I completely understand where you're coming from. I get it but man, I'm just trying to give you my perspective. And at once we kind of got done with a little debate, he was like, well, just so you know, I believe everything you said. I just wanted to make sure you believed it too. So he was a hundred percent. me on. He was awesome. like testing me. Yeah. That's, and I, if that's I would have so failed, dumb. like he wouldn't have let me come back. Yeah. Cause you could tell he was a guy who could be like, no, he's not, we're not coming. Yeah. And, uh, he gave me a big hug afterwards we prayed for each other That's super, great. super cool guy afterwards and the thing is i went back a couple times and preached and some of those guys have gotten out since then this is years ago they got that you know friend me on facebook you know we talk we message each other every now and then but i think for me what had happened was that i was looking at situations like that and i'm and i was kind of thinking am i showing people God or am i showing people Pentecost yeah you know am I showing them am I trying to show them who Jesus is or am I trying to show them who we are and I think personally for me and again I am not saying this is how all religion is I'm not saying this is how the pastors were I'm not even saying the guys who mentored me this is how they were I'm just saying this is the trap that I found myself in and I only blame myself is that I was trying to show hey man this is how we do it this is what's right you know follow me or you're wrong basically I didn't want to be that guy because I, if you love people and you want to help people, that's no way to do it. Right. So Which I, it kind of sounds like politics almost, man. It's crazy how political it can get. Yeah. It's crazy how political it can get. Cause
1: yeah. they politics, they don't care that they're picking sides. They want you mm-hmm. to pick sides, and yeah. I don't think religion necessarily wants that. But I feel like I think it depends. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. I think it, I, I think yeah. it depends. I,
0: I I think religion is a tool used by those who want to divide. Yeah, like the. I I, I think that there are many people that there are many religious people that are, um, ultimately loving people and and tolerant people of everyone, regardless of your religion, Mm -hmm. but that's not all across the board and that's where it oh, becomes yeah. an issue for um, sure for sure.
2: I think that's where it goes back to though and, and every time and me saying this I like how you keep looking at the computer to like we're still I know, dude, I know dude, I'm sitting here like <laughs> this I am is, so like paranoid this is like that I'm t- gonna like bump
0: this somehow <laughs> this is
1: like the time where he was like oh no yeah I know
0: <laughs> so yes it's like, that we're PTSD about, we're getting ready to hit
1: uncharted territory
2: guys that
0: thing just like reset at the end of the screen and went black I was like shit no there? no no yes <laughs> no
2: um but no. Kind of going back to it, I think, and and somebody who looks like me when I say this, people yeah. automatically write it off. But it's a spiritual thing. Yeah, you know, somebody looks at me and they're just like the dude with the hair and the yeah. beard and the hemp. I get yeah, it. Yeah, you I got get tie it, dye on your shirt. Of course, you got you're spiritual. Bears everywhere. You <laughs> but know. it's like, you know, the best part. For me, what was the spiritualism? Yeah, and the reason I pulled out of everything was because I wasn't getting closer to God or the creator or whatever you want to call it. I listened to the last podcast that you had posted, which is probably a few of them back now, and you guys were talking about like assimilation, you know, simulation yeah. or whatever. Yeah. It's possible, but well, sure, that doesn't yeah, mean that it's true. not God, you exactly. know, exactly. That's what you were saying, and I agree with that. I, I'll tell you guys, the awakening I had was I was laying in bed with my wife. And we were having a very serious conversation, and she basically had asked me. She said, "Do you believe in God anymore?" And I said, "I don't know." And she just kind of looked at me, and I felt so free because you, in my, because it was honest, in my line of work i couldn't say that yeah. yeah i was i was the preacher i had to know yeah. i had to be sold
1: out yeah i wasn't allowed to ha- to have doubts it's like you were forced with it, like beyond your will whether you yeah. wanted to believe it or not exactly they were I making yeah well yeah. And, and,
2: and, and 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 to go back i don't feel like any i don't feel like any specific person was doing it as yeah. much as it, it, it was just known this yeah. you have to do this, or you'd go to like a conference or whatever. Cause I'd go to lo- yeah. yeah, it's just like th- we got to be sold out. You know, this yeah. is it. This is hundred percent. No doubts, no fears. And when she asked me, and I said, I don't know. It's like those three words were so freeing to me. She said, "What well, do you do? You believe the Bible?" And I said, "I don't know," and um, and I still don't. Yeah. I choose now. Yeah. You know well, what I mean? It's like I choose to say, "I." There's something and i and i choose to to try to find that something yeah
1: and but none of us know honestly th- that's it we and can we can believe what we want but in reality we'll never know until we're done but if you would have told
2: me that 10 years ago me and you would walk out not liking each other yeah, yeah. you mostly not liking me because i would say no man i know cuz i felt it and i have i felt god but was that energy yeah was it was it me harnessing something
1: i
0: don't know yeah
1: and and I
2: well, don't care.
0: And, and, <laughs> that's
1: I. That's pretty powerful. Yeah. yeah.
0: And I, the beauty like that. of that choice and having that choice is why faith is so powerful. Um, faith is, is 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 at the base of that. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. having that doubt. Doubt is real. Doubt is honest. Doubt is um, necessary. You know what I mean? Not to go very. You know what? What was, I feel like I was just channeling the movie Greed right there. Uh, what what was the greed is real greed is powerful greed is necessary or something like that? Why well, I feel like I just said that about faith, but it's true. It's true. It, 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 it's it, true. it, it is. Um, you know, doubt is doubt is why faith is powerful. It's having the doubt but choosing to believe. Yeah. That that makes. Um. Um, faith and trust such a powerful thing and so easily broken as well because it does require vulnerability. It does require... Look at our
1: time right now. Look at what's happening. I mean, exactly yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah. We, that's we, happening. People we are could very have, vulnerable. Whether you're religious or not, you could have faith that everything is going to be just fine in the end. Yes, there's going to be bad things that happen, but when think think about our think about what's happened in the past few years when has something bad not been in the media when has right. something bad not happened and we didn't panic we we didn't ransack stores because there were shootings in in uh, a nightclub got shot up and 80 people were injured or, or a school got i mean whatever the 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 past viruses that have come come across like we didn't start panicking then but for some reason it's it's all a panic now and yeah. if I, I feel like if faith was a little bit more um, I don't necessarily know if I want to say believed in but if it was if if people just believed in themselves I think it's I think it starts from within if they just believed in in themselves and believed that others had that same ability that it, it would be a little bit easier for them to say okay everything everything yeah. might be okay
2: you know what's really cool though that I'm seeing and it it's it's not so much faith in ourselves. As I'm seeing uh, communities rise up. Yeah. You know, I'm from Bloomington, and um, they just recently closed all our schools down Yeah, in Bloomington. and Sp- My kids go to Spencer because I'll drive them a town over because I know everybody there, and that's my hometown, so I'm okay with that. Both Owen County, Monroe County, I mean, all the way up Indianapolis, Ohio, all these schools are, are completely shut down. Some of them are saying maybe for the rest of the year. Yep, yeah. And it's – everyone's scared no one knows what's going on and then i'm seeing the things that we don't think about are, yeah. are like for instance something small to us huge to somebody else The school lunches yeah these kids that now all of a sudden Absolutely. rely on free lunch and what's cool is i'm seeing like buffaloes and bloomington mulligans and spencer i'm seeing these 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 small uh you know mom and pop places rise up and say hey Call us, send us an email, whatever, however you can get in touch with us confidential. We won't tell anybody if you're worried about your kids eating through this crisis, we got you free of charge. We'll deliver it
1: to you. That's awesome.
0: I literally just read on in between shows on my phone, um, Greeks pizzeria and Anderson has said that with the, with the purchase of one adult buffet that they will feed any child under 12. That's so awesome. Um, yeah, uh, that, that needs food. And I think that, you know, like, like you said, that, that sort of thing. And, and I, I think we're going to see that come to light. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, take religion out of it and, and you know, Okay. God, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did. Exactly. You did. That's a good point. <laughs> exactly. T- taking religion out of it, you can have a more direct relationship with God. You know, I, I-, I love the-, the great Avett Brothers song called um, uh, Me and God Don't Need a Middleman. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, I like, Love the Avett Brothers. Yes, dude. Hell yeah, Avett Nation. We'll have to... Uh, <laughs> oh, man. We we, we new might...
1: The st- w- new style, Grateful Dead, like a new era kind of...
2: Uh, I always look... Maybe. I... I- <laughs> I actually have a joke about how the Avett Brothers are like the Nirvana of country music. <laughs> oh, that's that might be next even better. time. Next time you <laughs> go. That might be even better. I like,
0: love and hate that joke yeah, at the same I know. time because I love <laughs> same, the Avett Brothers, I do but just, I hate Nirvana.
2: I love Nirvana and I love the Avett Brothers too, yeah. but if you listen to them sometimes, you're like, what is this? Yeah, <laughs> It's oh, not yeah. country. Yeah, exactly. And, it's the, it's like, and that was what Nirvana was. Everyone was just
1: like, what is this? It's I not rock and roll. I literally had this? that thought about the Like when he showed me the Avett Brothers, yeah. I was like, this... This is like no other music I've ever heard. This yeah. is not country music. Did you did you find them on accident?
0: I found them through, actually, uh, th- this is pretty crazy. Uh, I actually found them through someone that I knew at the bank that was actually kind of trying to get me to petition to become a Freemason. Mm. And uh, he um, uh, brought me in um, the Avid Brothers Gleam 1 and Gleam 2, and uh, brought me in. Uh, Steve Martin well, one of Steve Martin's uh, first banjo records who's
1: a fantastic musician it's uh, ridiculous. yeah, what, yeah. What, what, musician I yeah, musician said, I almost said magician <laughs> he I mean he he was a magician in the beginning
2: that yes, is, exactly. he started out that so, is yeah. true yeah, yeah. That is um, true.
0: and uh, he brought me in a couple burned copies of the gleam uh, well the both copies of the EP and uh, um, I just listened to him from front to back and there was a song um, uh Gosh, I don't know how I'm forgetting the the name of this song, but it's about a uh oh, it's I think it's just called Yard Sale, and and the, 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 there's a song called Yard Sale that just simply talks about these things at a yard sale and talks about the story behind these things. Love you, yeah. like love like it. like like here's this here's how this, it got there. Yeah, here's this knife that came from World War II. Who knows what blood has been been drawn on this knife? And but meanwhile, it sits in this yard sale, you know, for uh you know next to nothing.
1: Yeah. And and no one has a clue. and,
0: and, And then the song ends with him buying the whole lot of the yard sale and then just burning it all because it's like the stories that they've told live whether this item lives or not. And and that was just such a very cool thing that, that's that, beautiful. That, yeah, that, I love that, that kind of stuff that I didn't hear and that you don't hear in music anymore. No, right? No. You, you know what I mean? And definitely not on the radio, but but kind of like in general. And I'm like, these guys are are kind of digging into a to to a level of of consciousness that is not on the surface, and yep. it, and, and it's a place that I want to explore. And then I just ended up getting into their whole catalog, and it was just this treasure trove of just. Uh, art and it was yeah. it, it, it was just so cool so like i mean technically yeah by by accident but but mostly by referral i uh and then i spread I it around i feel like
2: finding things by accident so hard to do anymore i don't think that happens it's yeah. so hard and i, I don't love, think that's a thing I, that's how i found them yeah and yeah. i love it i because i wouldn't listen to him because they're on the radio and yeah. i know that makes me sound like a hipster well but i just i it's hard for me to 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 dig new music It yeah. really yeah. is yeah. Oh So I sure. just don't even try It's not yeah. like I put other people down for it Yeah I'm just like man I, I'm just not even gonna try Yeah so Most
1: of them are bought It's it's hard I mean that just It seems fake You know it, Exactly You don't wanna be a part well, of that Well and then
2: uh, Jed Aptow made that Apt ap, yes. Did I say Aptow? Judd J- J- Aptow,
3: Judd J- J- yeah. J- Aptow down there.
2: <laughs> something you guys need to know about me.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, else. He made that forty-year-old 40- <laughs> virgin that knocked up forty. 40- my 40- that thing
2: made me laugh so dang dang hard. <laughs> yeah, he did that uh, that one-day
0: show with the new. Giz I'm
2: from I'm from Owen County. There's like two thousand people in my town. Like I, I'm sure I'm related to
0: myself somehow. Yeah. <laughs> <I can't. laughs> I'm sure I'm. Lo- yeah. I'm sure i my
2: oh, own cousin. God, you think, you really think I got these teeth from good Jeans? <laughs> Nah, come on, <laughs>
3: come on.
2: Uh, me, uh, me, and my daughter oh. was actually wa- trying to find a documentary to watch, yeah. and she's like, "What about that one?" And it may was it last. may it last. And we was that both, your introduction to that was the Ava my brothers? Oh, and we my fell in God. love with them. I mean, like it's my, one of my daughter's favorite bands, and she's yeah. ten. Yeah, know?
0: I um, actually um, a song. So that documentary is about the. Um, is about the uh, making of uh, the record um, uh, True Sadness. Yeah. Uh, it was about the banking of the record True Sadness. <clears throat> and it's a very unique record in the sense that so, – so Rick Rubin um, – shout-out to Rick Rubin uh, – um, the the legendary music producer, um, he's done some fantastic things. If with, you don't with know, Ava him, Brothers. you don't like music, yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You've, uh, You've uh, definitely heard his ever influence. heard of him? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, yeah the illest. they'll yeah. never get to Corona. Jay Z ever heard of him? You know. Um, but anyway, so uh, this is the I think second or third time they've worked with Rick Rubin, and um, the way that they recorded this record was so different in the fact that they recorded a full band acoustic, and electronic version of every single song. And they determined which of these they liked the best, which arrangement they liked the best, and then that's what they put on the record. So I would love to one day get all the alternate cuts of these songs. Oh, yeah. Um, but there's one song particular, put particularly on that record that um, really speaks to uh, the human condition. And I may end up switching our song that we go out on today um, to this song, which is no hard feelings. That's my favorite song. and uh, my, like, like ever. Yes, it's my and, ringtone. And I love that song. absolutely. Seth avit, um is, I think, one of the most underrated, most skilled um American singer songwriters. um because this song, if you, I I ask that you go. In fact, actually, we we are going to go out on that uh, uh song today. So I'm gonna I'm gonna switch things up a little bit. We were going to go out on "Front of the Devil," but since we're now in a new episode, we're like in a different universe because that one didn't record. I think yeah, I'm gonna shift gears. Alternate the, a- plane. the a- brothers. Yeah, yeah. We kind of shifted planes a little bit. Uh, um, that I think we're gonna. And, and I actually would like to look up the the documentary version. Um, Uh, which is actually ended up being the final cut. But what was so powerful about it in the documentaries, you got to see them actually physically perform it as they're recording it. And once the song cuts, and the subject matter in the song is very, very strong and very, very powerful because it's about something that Seth Avid went through with his um, uh, ex-wife, and I was going through something similar in my divorce, And there's, you know, a line, um, the, the big line in that song is for me anyway, you know, um, when it comes time for me to lay down, you know, the, the rings of my fingers and the keys of my house, you know, with no hard feelings. Yeah. Can can I do that with no hard feelings? And that's such a, that's a godly thing to be able to do. Yeah. You know, like, like like the kind of the theme of this uh that I think I'm probably going to end up naming this episode take religion out of it because that's that's not not only what you did entering comedy but what I think that anyone who's on a true spiritual journey needs to do at least for a while if you're going to yes if, if you're going to you know uh live a, in a religious paradigm, that's absolutely fine. By all means, you know, participate in your church. A lot of churches do wonderful things for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. There are a few outliers that, that exploit the system. <laughs> Joel like, like um, anything <laughs> exactly. in our lives. But yeah, you know, absolutely. I, I think that, um, step away from the church, live, live your church outside of the church. And I think that you'll find a better appreciation for why you do what you do. If you're doing it from a, from a true place.
2: When I was like, Deep in church, the people I respected and loved the most were the ones that I could tell were doing this for God and not religion, you know? And it's hard for people sometimes to think, well, it's the same thing. It's like, no, it's not the same thing. And um, there's definitely a difference to it. So, and, you know, kind of going back to it, that's whenever I took religion out of it was, you know, whenever I said, I don't know, and then just started making all these changes. um, That was in November... I think it was November of 2018, and then um, I kind of just was secluded for a couple months. Didn't really go out. Didn't talk to a lot of people because it was my it was my time. You know, I went to work and and went home, and it was me trying to find myself because I'd lost myself in religion. Yeah. And again, I don't blame anyone. I don't think anyone. Everybody has has their own trip. Yeah, and. Um, I think I was trying to walk somebody else's path instead of my own. So pulled out of that completely and just, I was like, all right, I'm going to figure out who I am. Yeah. And I'm, I don't think I'll ever stop trying to figure out who I am. But a few months later, um, a buddy of mine texted me and said, there's an open mic. I think you should go do it. Yeah. And I went and did the open mic and fell in love because I was like, oh, this was my calling. Like, preaching was always great and i always felt like i was doing something good but i i never felt like it was me like i always felt like i was in the back of my eyes watching something happen yeah and the moment that i did an open mic and got up and could give my thoughts yeah so not something i read yeah not and and as much as you know i think the bible is great and everything those are not my thoughts right yeah, They're stories.
1: They're it, great stories. Like great
2: you stories. Yeah, I don't know if we said that on this. That's true. This, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if we we said yeah. it eventually. We said at some point. It. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, and uh, oh, brother Rod, that was a good movie. Yeah, yeah, we, 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 yeah, yeah, we didn't edge talk edge. about that. Yeah, yeah.
2: But um, you know, I I think that when I got up that first time, it was just a small bar, and I got up and I just did my first five minute set, and uh, did great, and which was. A bad thing. You should bomb your first time if you can. Yeah. Because if you do great your first few times, that first you're bomb spoiled is the yeah. worst.
1: We, yeah. We just talked. We just kind of talked about that in our last yeah. episode. How how bombing or uh, you know causing or just just not doing well in anything. It's 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 important. It's failure
0: it's a, in general. You know
2: yeah. the thing. The thing that bombing doesn't bother me about, and I and I've said this a few times, is that bombing is bad enough. But if you bomb in front of a congregation of like 300 people, where their only rule is they have to love you for Jesus, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and you don't do good, then, <laughs> you all
0: believe in the same <laughs> thing.
2: <laughs> it's yeah. like not, none of these, none of these yeah. people in the club oh bug you at all. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, whatever. Guys. It's almost as
0: bad as walking someone in a prison. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just like it is what it is. Yeah, I'd rather go sit in this cell. Uh, <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. So uh, that was uh you know that was the turning I think that was the biggest turning point in my life is whenever I did the open mic and I found out oh if I just give my opinions and my thoughts more than anything though if I just tell my stories yeah people uh like it and which was weird to me that people were like oh man I I really like this guy and it took off super fast I felt weird about it because I've only been doing comedy for like a year and um I do decent in it. Yeah. it uh, it's actually kind of my full time gig already. Nice, very we, cool. Uh, I only can do it because my wife makes good money. Yeah. I'd oh like yeah. Everyone's yeah, yeah, wrong with that. that? I'd like yeah, everybody yeah. To know that. Like, yeah. it's, Ain't it's, nothing wrong with that. I put, you know, I helped put my wife through nursing school, and she's a nurse now. And whenever she graduated, she looked at me and she said, "All right, now go find your dream." Yeah. So, that's
1: that's what is important. That's powerful, like, man. Yeah. Some something similar. So I I, I wasn't. As hard as into i I got into a like a six month period where I thought i I had no idea who I was I got into some pills and um I didn't have a psychedelic experience but at yet um but my body just eventually it just said no more and every time i would take something i would throw it up yep it didn't matter what happened i like like you said i tried and tried and tried because i didn't know who i was i just quit basketball i just failed out of college like i was completely You're trying to be
0: what you thought you were supposed to be well
1: i I just just trying to
0: find
2: an identity at all so well
1: my family Mm -hmm. they a, a portion of my family are into that thing and i was like maybe that's just who i am maybe that's like i just felt comfortable because that was a group that i was used to and my body said no it's not happening anymore and so but uh that time when i was like just about to give up my wife at now she texts me and said hey hey what's going on i had no idea who it was at the time but she initiated it and she i still say that she's the one that that saved me and turned me and was and gave me the ability to be who i am today because if she hadn't texted me i don't know what would have happened i yeah, but, yeah i mean it, it, it could have been terrible but um yeah it like you said there's that there's always got to be that balance there's there's male there's female there's light there's dark there's positive there's negative they 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 need each other they that that balance has to be there and we're there for them they're 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 there for us that's the biggest thing
2: is that it's a team thing yes 100 percent we're we're one unit that's trying to work together and i i i feel like that is so hard to come by yeah i've been with my wife now for 15 years that's
1: Oh, wow. That's awesome. That's longer than me and my wife. And it's,
2: it's, we for sure love each other more now than in the beginning.
1: A hundred percent.
2: Yes. And it's because when she's got stuff going on, I'm there for her. When I got stuff going on, she's like, nursing school is no joke. That was such, uh, it was so hard for our whole family, for me, for her, for the kids, especially for her. I mean, I'm not going to take anything away from that. Just the stress that she had for it and everything. yeah, and like I said, whenever she got and I had a good job, I was a sales manager for a company, a landscape company. I was making good money, but she just kind of looked looked at me one day. I'd been i I started doing comedy, uh, I think in like March, and then by October, she's like, quit your job and go full time into comedy, which is wild because yeah. you don't do that. yeah, yeah you yeah. don't That's it's a, it's ridiculous. Yeah. it's you just you don't the
0: difference. It's not the safe thing to do.
2: Right. And I think the difference for me was just the fact that I had so much experience. S- I, like talking f- to people. Five years in front of yeah, like oh, multiple, yeah. multiple times a yeah. week. You know, for five years, I'm in front of people. Yeah. And preaching is so much like stand up, it's ridiculous. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, it's I, I, crazy. I feel like if
0: there was ever to be um, a line of work that kind of was a parallel <clears throat> in a lot of ways to stand up comedy, I feel like that would we be. We are. It.
2: I mean realistically we are preaching we're giving our opinions on something yeah that's what we're doing yeah we're
0: we're we're just not interpreting a holy text
2: exactly uh well it depends on how you look at it yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly Um, depends on who your influencer yeah for sure but yeah that's kind of what you know she just and i i drive uber sometimes obviously not right now with everything going on no one's Mm -hmm. going out yeah but i mean this is i I focus on my podcast i do like videos online and stuff like that and and uh, I have a great support system. I got a Facebook group with, you know, like 500 members, but they're all pretty active. And uh, they buy merch. They come to shows and tip me. Because they all That's know awesome, my story. Dude. And they know, like, because they'll drive from, like, Spencer to Greenwood to go to Guttys to see me perform there. Wow. Just because they're like, dude, you're we got to, if, if, if we ain't, yeah. ain't going to hold you up, who is? And I'm like, yeah. you're not wrong. It, well, yeah. Like, and I need
1: that. Your story is so relatable because – that kind of stuff is what the media shows to everybody it's in movies it's in books it's a lot of people's lives i know it was uh like i said my family was some of them are into that kind of stuff and um uh, it was hard some sometimes but uh but yeah it's uh the world is um is in a weird place right now and uh your story your like what you're doing what you're uh what you're telling people It's honest, it's true, and I just wish um, other people would would kinda have that perspective. Uh, the world would be such a such a different place. I mean
2: Well, I think if people would just just go back to the point of trying to find out who they who they specifically are in in trying to not so much as like a selfish way. but it's like like I wanna I want to I wanna be the best me for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I think that's that's my that's my goal here is I want to be th- mentally healthy, I want to be physically healthy, not that physically healthy, let's be honest. But uh, <laughs> it's like I want to be the best me for for you. You know, my whole thing that kind of happened by accidents, laugh and be blessed. It's like it's you know, it's on my merch and everything and that's... and it's from a joke that I do but it comes and it's it's truth to me because yeah. I feel like the best blessing I can be to you is is to, to make be the you most laugh. Bless me. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. like if I can, if my whole goal behind comedy is like, man, if I got five to forty five minutes, and I ain't doing more than that right now, but you know, I got like I've done shows where I've gotten three minutes, and I got shows where I've I've, I've done forty five minutes. If I can make you forget about everything else going, especially right now, yes. My goal is to make you forget that bills are due. It's to make you forget that there's people dying right now. It's, I want those things are real. Those things are issues. Those things we have got to address. But let's address them whenever we hit that door. Right. You're in here for a minute. Right. Let's chill. Let's hang out. Let's just have a good time. Let's all laugh together. And you know, I just tell stories of my life with with what I've been through. Most most of it has to do with now. I got three feral children. So it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's,
1: I it's, got two I'm, yeah, uh, it's, I it's, it's it.
2: mostly just telling stories about them and my sure, wife yeah. and me and just the stuff that, that we're going through. And if it can make people laugh, man, I'm glad it's happening. You and,
0: know? and I thoroughly 100% believe that laughter is a drug that God gave everybody. He's like, look, there's going to be a lot of stuff for you to dabble in, but you know what? You're all going to be able to laugh at something, mm-hmm. and that's what I'm going to be able to give to give you all the amount of positive emotions and the positive chemical release in the brain through visceral laughter. It's wild. The fact that that even exists is, you know, is incredible. You know what I mean? And whether or not you believe that there's, you know, a creator, whether or not you believe that it's the universe, or whether you believe that there's nothing. Laughter is laughter. Mm-hmm. You, you you can't yeah. you can't <clears throat> deny laughter. And and in the same way, you can't deny sorrow. You 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 can't deny you know the the deepest um, of pains. They both have to exist. You can't have laughter without pain. You can't have pain without laughter. As above, so below. You know what I mean? It's one of those things that that is a constant in um, in. Uh, in the our universe, universe and, yeah. and we have to, and, and, and we have to participate in it to be a part of it. I don't,
1: yeah. I don't know how true this is, whether but we choose to or not. I've heard several times that laughter, uh, well, I'm sorry, but like happiness and fear release the same chemicals in your brain. Uh, as far as your, your organs telling your brain, Hey, this is, this is making them happy. This is making them sad. But I've heard that the same chemicals are released and that the laughter or the, the, the happiness or the fear is a choice that's Hmm. that is it's and it's based on perspective perspective of how you see the world so for example when let's say i'm a psychiatrist and i say what do you see in this picture they ask that question because they're trying to see what type of perception that you already have what's surrounding your body what aura if you will is 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 within you at this time and um yeah, I, 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 like I said, I don't know if that's true, but I've heard that from from several people. I mean,
2: I think it makes sense. I think so many things are connected that we don't even know yeah. are connected like that. And I've definitely seen people that look scared at my shows. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they're just not using it right. I'm, you need to flip that, all right? I don't know what's going on right now, but you need let's, to start laughing. Uh, let's 180 Yeah, just, I don't know what you guys are doing, but let's fix yeah. that real quick. But Aren't, I think I, I think you're right, and I think that goes back to like what we were saying earlier about being able to read energies and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, it just all that's, it's all connected somehow. Yeah. And, um, I think it's cool that we
1: have uh, the ability as I know you're a comedian. Are you, are you a comedian? I'm not. Um, I, I, so like the whole stage thing, that's, that's a, it's, it's something that I don't know that I could, uh, sure. Find well, the can, courage to you get be up a there. writer. So write for I've, somebody else. I've told him, I've, I've said like, and he's told me I'm funny. I, I don't think so, but, um, I, I tell him all the time, like I give him stories. I I tell him like, hey man, feel free if you think this is funny. I'd be happy to do that for people. But I just uh, I played basketball and, and stuff like that. But it's just it's just not the same. I uh, I like I, I I want people to like me. I I don't want to like uh, hurt people's feelings. I don't sure. I don't want people to feel bad or have negative energy towards me. Um, and that's not because I'm like trying to be perfect. I just I I, I don't want that aura. I don't want. To give that energy off to people, I want my energy to be happy energy. I want people to like, for, like for you, people come around you. It seems like you just light up the room. People are just happy when they're around you. And Either that, or I'm just a really good liar. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just telling you guys what you want to hear. Yeah, yeah. And that that's that's possible. But I feel like the people who are uh, who are in tune can can figure those things out. Yeah. Um But yeah, it's uh, I don't know, man. That, getting up on stage, I I commend you guys for that because that that seems. So difficult. In the last uh, episode that we had, um, I said that, you know, I've had terrible basketball games where I've just not did great. That is not the same as getting on stage under the spotlight while everybody's looking at yes, you. Yes, it is. I mean, it, 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 you, it, it is, but per, it's You've but performed
0: it's in front of packed gyms in front of a couple thousand people, <laughs> f- far larger crowds than I've ever talked in front of. Yeah, sure, maybe you're on a you're on a team with, you know, maybe you're on a court with – you know, uh, nine other guys. But at the same time, I had to think of how many guys were on teams. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you could have said fifteen. Yeah, I yeah. have no idea. Yeah, yeah. And so you, you know, you you're on the court with nine other guys, sure. But when that ball's in your hand, you know what I mean. That that mm-hmm. that quick thinking and that quick action in that moment is kind of the the comedy equivalent of rolling. With the punch in a joke Uh, or something like that, you know what I mean? Like, like there are a lot of parallels, but you know, I, I think that, but in that moment you're also vulnerable, like you are on stage and you also have the ability to either do well or not. And, and, and you've experienced doing well and you've also experienced not doing well. And, And that's, and that's where, you know, and that's where it all kind of falls. You know what I mean? Um, But I think that we are going to go ahead And uh, start to wrap this thing up Um, Jake before we do Go ahead and let people know about your podcast Where they can find it And what you got coming up And your social media All that fun stuff
2: So the podcast is called Laugh and be blessed You can pretty much find it Anywhere where you get podcasts Uh, Not on YouTube yet But just because I'm lazy Uh, But you know Apple, iTunes um, Spotify, Stitcher we're pretty much, you know, we're out there. And basically what the podcast is, it's me and a member of my family sitting down and just talking. Yeah. It's mostly, it's usually me and my wife, but I've had my kids on it a couple of times and yeah. stuff like that. That's pretty and cool. it's, it's just a way for, um, you to kind of get to know us a little bit and just see why I do what I do. Yeah. Um, so I would love, you know, for you guys to check that out. Yeah. There's, um, you can find them on any social media really at Indiana Ruble, R-U-B-L-E. And there's, uh, I'm most active on Facebook. I'm on Instagram and stuff like that, but I'm most active on Facebook. Um, I've got a a page that's just Jake Rubel comedy. Okay. And, uh, there's a Facebook group though that's for the podcast that's got some great members in it. It's called, uh, Jake Rubel's Blessed Ones. (laughs) And, uh, we've got, I don't know, like 450, 500 people that are in it. Nice. And it's a community. Like it's, I've met some people just from doing this that, um, you know i i've met them at a show or whatever and they're a part of this now and they're like posting stuff and posting you know uh Man, somebody was posting recipes the other day on it. You know what I mean? It's just like a cool, yeah, comedy cult that yeah. I accidentally started. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: which which can which manifests into religion. You don't watch yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. You <laughs> don't watch out. You go right, be right back into religion. It's gonna yeah. be the Church of Ruble. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> all I'm these, all, it this all, time. All these, <laughs> <laughs> all, all these, uh, all what, these. What would they be? Uh, Rubistolics or something like again? <laughs> <Yeah. Rubis. laughs> yeah
2: um rebellions yes, <laughs> yes i like that yes, rebellions <laughs> is great rubles.
0: yeah yeah um nick any, anything you want to let the people know about where's your social media at uh
1: in oaks five on facebook In oaks 55 on instagram um
0: just hit in oaks and start typing fives yeah yeah five get. is uh
1: five is my thing but yeah, yeah. If, if uh if you want some interesting <clears throat> Information, uh, especially on what's going on right now, I, I definitely have that. I, de- uh, I think I have a different perspective than what the media is portraying. Um, not to sh- like uh, um, take anything away from what's going on, because um, uh, the coronavirus is, is is no joke. It's 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 killing people. It's hurting people. Um, but there's no so need the for fluke. panic. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh,
2: there's a, there's a, a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. If if you if uh if you like comedy <laughs> yeah I, why else would you be listening to this if you didn't yeah i i just wrote a song and posted it on facebook that just, yes just, it's it's a obviously it's me just goofing off you know i just picked up the guitar and just kind of put it together but it's about the corona
1: and uh i'm glad you brought that up i, I wanted you to I i forgot all about that
2: I, yeah yeah uh so yeah i mean check that out it's again that's on on my facebook page yeah. but uh, it's getting passed around quite a bit, so that's kind of a cool feeling. But it's a hundred percent to say, this is a serious situation. I get it, but we still got to laugh and be blessed. Yeah, yeah you know? exactly. We got to we got fi- <clears> to <throat> figure these things out. So we can't be freaking out and and fighting. Yeah, old ladies over toilet paper. No, Come on. and
0: like, like like Nick said, you know, a lot of times the laughter and the fear are a choice. It's true. Yeah, you know what there I mean? you go. Yeah. So we flipping it. Yeah, <laughs> flip it on his head. All right. Um, like we said earlier, uh, this is a song that we talked about. This is from the documentary May at Last, um, produced by Judd Apatow, um, of the Avett Brothers, uh, song No Hard Feelings. And we're gonna go out on this. Um, bye bye. Boom. And there's probably gonna be an ad. No, nice. <laughs> I love Rick and he's the best that's rick
3: rubin yeah why does he look
0: like him? that's how he always looks when like, my
3: body won't hold amazing. me anymore yeah. and it <laughs> yeah. finally so, but, <laughs> of, was, was the lets me that? Was free the
2: yeah I Will think
3: i'll so. be ready when, when like my feet won't like, walk another mile and my lips give their life goodbye will my hands be steady when I lay down my fears my hopes and my doubts the rings on my fingers and the keys to my house with no hard feelings When the sun hangs low in the west And the light in my chest Won't be kept Held at bay any longer When the jealousy fades away And it's ash and dust For cash and lust And it's just hallelujah And love in thought, love in the words, love in the songs they sing in the church. And no hard feelings, Lord knows they haven't done much good for anyone. Get me afraid and cold With so much to have and hold Mm -hmm. When my body won't hold me anymore And it finally lets me free Go. Will the trade winds Take me south Through Georgia grain Or tropical rain Or snow from the heavens This is one of my favorite parts right here Will I join with the ocean blue Or run into A savior true I feel like that in all their songs.
1: To the every light. song I listen to about with with them, they feel like they have so
3: much. It's the like they have so much feeling within
1: their songs. In Absolutely. That's why I love them so much.
0: And, no and that line, you know, walk into the light, holding all of the love feelings. that I've known in my life. So important. With no hard feelings. It's amazing, Lord and it's hard to do. That's transcendence. Yeah. That, in and of itself, is transcendent. For sure. We didn't get a
1: chance to talk about meditation. Well, I would love to have you back in. Oh, for sure, bro. We we had a lot that we didn't get to talk about. So.
3: are so much to have and hold Under the curving sky
2: Could I get my hair that
3: style.
0: <laughs> Their harmonies be. are not traditional harmonies. Nice. But it's. It so, works. It only so works for good. them. I it know. only works for
2: them. You're a musician, right? Mm-hmm. Have you tried to sing any other songs? I, I can play them.
0: <laughs> only a few that are in like the basic sort of keys of G and.
2: I'm still trying to figure this one out because the 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 rhythm is so different. It, is. it doesn't sound like it. Yeah. Until you're trying to play and sing it. That right there is one of the most powerful lyrics to me, is I have no enemies. Yes. Who can say that? Yeah, oh, absolutely. And you know what it comes down to is choice. Yeah. I I just recently had a falling out with somebody who I really loved and cared about. Yeah. And it started with me being so angry and, and, and confrontational wanting to go fight them to where I just basically said, why? Yeah. You know, the old me, 100% would have just been down for it. But, like, why am I going to go try to fight this person Over something so trivial, so stupid. Absolutely. It's a lesson I learned. Yeah. And I I was
0: just like, you do you, I'll do me, and we'll see what happens in the end. Absolutely. Well, y'all, thanks for joining us on Uncle Buck's House. That was the Avett Brothers with uh, No Hard Feelings um, from the May It Last, uh, a portrait of the Avett Brothers um, documentary. Check it out. Uh, On behalf of my brother Nick, our guest Jake Rubel, I am Uncle Buck. Have a good night.